0: What's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the 168th edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice, and here, this is where we talk about your Toronto Blue Jays and all the comings and goings, and uh, more than anything, we talk about the minor league affiliates of the Toronto Blue Jays, because that's where the action is these days. Uh, But uh, it's an interesting transitional time, I think, is how we can maybe classify This stage here coming to the end of May, a grim, grim month of May for your Toronto Toronto Blue Jays, a month in which they won nine games, uh, which is not good. Um, They're not too far off of the 2017 pace that was set, um, which is not encouraging. But even more discouraging is the fact that uh, they're way further behind everybody in the playoff chase this year than compared to last year. So uh, it can only get out, go up from here. Uh, there has been a lot of underperformance and injury so far with this version of the Blue Jays. So there's definitely a lot of opportunity for them to improve and maybe win some more games in June. And maybe we have another a very different conversation and a very different tone than what we've got going on right now. Uh, but with all that said, let's let us set the stage. Let us let me do the thing that I always do when I, I bring in I bring in uh, your friend in mind. I bring him in as always.
1: Old uh, reliable.
0: Old reliable Mr. Inch Stoughton, how are you?
1: I'm alright. I would be better. Right. I would be better. Uh were I more confident in the ability of the the program I use to record this to uh to subtract the noise of, say, a fan that I want to run constantly next to my face. Uh it's a little sticky. mm um, mm-hmm. But I think I will survive. I think that I think that there there are probably people who have endured Greater hardships in the, the the history of our species, so I'll probably be okay. But it's nobody a bit of a wants bummer. to
0: be moist. Nobody wants to be moist when they're podcasting, especially uh, here on Birds All Day, the show that is known, if nothing, if not for the heat of the faces of those who are uh, creating it, but for the heat of the takes, of course. Mm-hmm. Actually, people give us a hard. T- they 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 sometimes say that we don't take hot enough takes. We don't we don't take hard stances. We don't. Go out on the on a limb enough. Maybe what, that's um...
1: what kind of idiot would go out on a limb. <laughs> I mean, like what? <laughs> I don't know. There, are, the the world is not uh, is not black and white. I I, uh, I will just mumble my way into uh, into you know equivocating and and and. Uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't know, not ever saying anything. I mean, it's been 168 episodes. I'm sure people have noticed this by now.
0: Then those who are maybe new to the show, <laughs> we want we want
1: to keep growing.
0: We want we want we we want to reach the masses with our bold takes and high production quality. That's what we're here to do. Um, so I'm gonna have to make a bold take. The Blue Jays are fucked. That's my bold take. They are screwed. They should be trading everything not nailed down. There's my hot take. Uh, bold of me to make it here at the end of of the, on the heels of a month in which they won nine games. I know, but, uh, yeah, it doesn't look good. doesn't look good for 2018.
1: No, it doesn't. I mean, yeah. What, what, what can you say about that? I, I I like to, as people know, I, I try to, I try to stay as positive as I can and, and as, uh, willing to look at the, the, the cup half full as I can. Um, but it, it's tough right now, obviously, and somebody I – I, I think I disagreed, but somebody on Twitter maybe made a decent point, which I, of course, disagreed with because that's what I do, uh, which was that – I don't know. You're almost – you're getting to the point where you would rather them not claw their way back and give the front office – though I think the front office will ruthlessly trade everybody regardless at this point, but you don't want to give them any sort of uh, excuse to not – just cash in as much as they possibly can on, on the chips that they have. They are at least, least well-positioned, and I can't believe, you know, it's not even, you know, people will be listening on June 1st, and we still have about an hour until June 1st. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this at this point, but, you know, they are uh, they are at least well-positioned in terms of the fact that they sort of nominally are trying to be competitive, and so they have players who, could conceivably help a contender you know they're not a team that is like intentionally bad and has is running out terrible gar- i mean they're running out terrible garbage at, at several positions but not for the reasons that not, not because they're doing it intentionally it just <laughs> keeps fucking happening uh but you know they have some real trade chips i mean you know jay hap josh donaldson perhaps uh you know if you want to go to guys with term if you want to look at the bullpen there's lots of there's lots of things that they could do so that's uh you know, but that's the thing. I feel like we're we, we're going to be talking about for the next fucking two months, or maybe less, maybe less. I, I think I talked about this on, the, on a, a recent episode. I, I don't think it was the last one, but uh, somebody brought up Mark uh, Shapiro's trade history, and I forget which website it was, but uh, maybe it was Shai Davini, maybe it was last week, but mentioned that you know when he moved to C. C. Sabathia with the. With, uh, when he was in Cleveland, that it was it was early. Maybe that's something that the Jays consider doing. Maybe they have played themselves into a position where they could consider getting more back for some of the guys and some of the chips that they have, uh, because it's early enough to say that we're not. It's not going to happen, and maybe they'll get a little bit more for three months of a rental as opposed to two.
0: I do like that idea, um, I like it both ways, but that also, it cuts both ways, because I, as a team that is going that would be looking to improve, I like the idea of getting out there first and getting, you know, when the market is full or, or whatever, and the one guy who I know, the one team that seems to really make a habit of that, are the unfortunately for the Blue Jays, is the Yankees. Brian Cashman seems to love to get out there. He always rushes out. That's when they traded, when they traded for Brandon McCarthy a couple of years ago. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I'm not sure exactly if when uh, Chapman, but but it seem it's a real habit of of Cashman. He targets his, his guys. He knows everything that's out there. And if you're going to hem and haw, he's not going to bother. He's going to go make his move and make his team better. I can't whether or not the Jays are, are unwilling or are unlikely to trade within their division. I don't know. There was a, a River Avenue Blues the Yankees pod uh a, a blog they had um they wrote a story Mike Aziza wrote a story about um about J Happ. He would he Jay would Happ look able, he would look great there, wouldn't he? He would
1: look right there. Objectively I think he would. Ob- look right objectively there, objectively
0: yeah, and that in between for the Yankees, it would be two, two guys that could really help the Yankees right now could be Hap and Jacob deGrom. Of course, whether or not deGrom is going to be available, he is on his way to being one of the better Mets pitchers of 20 years, but the Mets are maybe not going to be so good at the end of this year. But anyway, the Jays, uh, are they going to trade Jay Hap within the division? I mean, I, I, we talked about this a little bit last week. I like the idea of trading Jay Hap and then seeing if you can get him to come back. Because I like Jay Happ and I like that he is uh, just sort of a relentless, boring killing machine in a little bit. just He just keeps throwing 94 and keeps being left-handed and 6'5". <laughs> none of those things are necessarily going to change overnight. Uh, he seems like he's... You know he's having a nice, like a little bit of a Jose Bautista light, but delight, but what, like a late career re, uh, renaissance.
1: But what will change overnight, especially if they trade him, is the fact that they can't qualifying off for him, and then he's maybe too good to be like, yeah, I'm just going to go pitch for, I'm going to pitch in front of a third baseman who's really a DH next year, and and a bunch of kids. Uh, he's been too good. Like I think there will be teams that will, on a short term deal. Certainly, see him as as a, an upgrade in their rotation. I mean, as they will on the trade market this year. He's uh, he's really uh, in an incredible and an impressive way. <laughs> Not just won our hearts, which is incredible, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, just like made himself a, a really valuable commodity. So I, I would be surprised, unless that qualifying offer was hanging over him, uh, if he made it back to the Blue mm-hmm. Jays. Frankly,
0: I I. I, I I've been bouncing that similar idea around, and I, I, I think he's too good and has the potential to bring you too much to, to hang on for that reason.
1: I think to so. Hang too. on to
0: him yeah. with with the thought of being like maybe we'll maybe we'll severely hamper his future earnings <laughs> by attaching this draft pick to him.
1: Yeah, and I but and they'll, I, I mean, there will be pitchers available for the like they'll still have to pay him. So for the cost yeah. that they would be, have to pay him. Uh, and the idea of getting back something that can really help them. I mean, I think that they, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it is a lovely dream. I mean, it would be cool to have Jay hap around because I think we've all grown to really like him, like I say. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, it's I, I mean, grown to
0: appreciate him. I don't think anyone, unfortunately, I, I, I think you and I and, and the people who are listening to this have a great appreciation for Jay hap because of his, bit of his story's trajectory. I don't think anybody really likes him. That's the, he doesn't quicken <laughs> the pulse at any point. That's... There's, no, there's nothing that, like, give me those J-Hap takes today. They're going to do big <laughs> numbers on Facebook. Nobody cares about, uh, yeah. about J-Hap, other than the fact that they're like, he's nice to have. He's the kind of player who's instantly taken for granted and will be reminisced about it. When he's gone, oh, in a in a way, in a, in a small way, a little bit like Jimmy Key, right? Jimmy Key's career with the Blue Jays maybe a little bit overlooked. And he was never Dave Steve, He Didn't throw no hitters. He wasn't mm-hmm. wild and grabbing his, his jock all the time. And Jimmy Key is probably not as well remembered, except by the the really the cognoscenti who are like, I love Jimmy Key. He was my guy. Or the because yeah, the,
1: or the the lefties, the lefties in the house. As a left as a left hand, as a hander, I'd like Jimmy Key more than than the uh, than, than the rest of them. But uh, yeah, no, and, I think fair As a, a left hander,
0: I know as a left hander, I know that we don't think right, and no one cares that we think that's anyway. Exactly true. So, and I, I I should say that I am left-handed in most ways, but I'm not a freak of nature. So I don't actually throw with my left hand; I throw with my right hand. I, interestingly enough, I am quite the I'm quite the freak. Mm-hmm. I throw with my right hand. I throw a baseball with my right hand, I bat right, but I write with my left hand, I eat with my left hand, I hold my fork, uh, I shoot basketball with my left hand, mm-hmm. which is very odd.
1: I, I do you, I do bat right-handed, you, I, do, I do all those things yeah. left-handed, but I also throw with my left hand.
0: The weirdest thing that I've seen, which is not a weird thing at all, but it's still, is that you use um, your mouse with your left hand. Yes. That's so weird. How, wow. i don't know why it's just it's just is i mean it's just so it's strange but not but it is
1: i'm the i'm looking at my fucking right hand i'm like how would i fucking use a mouse with this useless piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't it'd be terrible i'd still be using. i'd that, still be on windows 3.1 now i wouldn't have figured it out I would i'd just be sitting <laughs> just uh, <laughs> Yeah, it makes no it I makes have sense a repetitive
0: sense. strain injury in my right hand from my mouth because I've gone back to PC at, at the, my job and they have like the click the the little click wheel, the scroll Ugh. wheel and I've I've got a repetitive strain injury in my in my right index finger. Uh and it's it's uh it sucks.
1: I thought by the one way one thing I, I, I thought, was sorry I thought you, sorry? I thought by the way you were going to uh to say he was uh, that uh Hap is underappreciated like uh AJ Burnett perhaps.
0: A.J. Burnett definitely was a, a victim of his time very much because he was a 500 pitcher. That was all we heard <laughs> Did, did we, did we hear
1: about that? Did anybody ever mention that he he had a 500 record? That's weird.
0: Now, of course, A.J. Burnett wrote a uh, uh, beautiful... Well, he had... There's a beautiful piece with yes. A.J. Burnett's <laughs> yeah, name in the byline right. on right. the Players' Tribune, uh, about uh, written to or about Roy Halladay. Wonderful. And it's also... Burnett was the kind of guy who I, I think as he got older, he his personality, I don't know if it mellowed, but he actually speaks about it, about learning about professionalism, learning about work ethic, and learning about his craft uh, from Roy Halliday. That's something that, that again, a guy who was a head case, a guy who was uh, the million dollar arm, the 10 cent head, that was the, the, the running gag. And I saw somebody referred, referring to John uh, John Gray of the Rocky, somebody who's that exact line on him today. Wow because they're saying that John Gray is a head case. But uh, Burnett, by the end of his career, was a guy that the Pirates kept around to mentor their younger pitchers. Mm -hmm. Like, they wanted him around their young guys to show them to pass that learning on. Like, this is the stuff that he learned from Halliday, and he's passing it on to the, I don't know who, whichever, Garrett Coles and whoever else's would have been, guys who have been subsequently traded, of course, by the Pirates. But... uh, and and if people who listen to us and listen to our shows in the past probably have heard us talk about if I'm AJ Burnett and, I, and if I'm the management and I'm putting AJ Burnett I know that he's saying like I got paid three times like I got paid mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. more I got paid and then I got paid again and then I hit free agency and I got paid one more time how, how, how everyone's gonna sit up and pay attention when he starts talking about stuff like that but yeah definitely underappreciated he was a 500 pitcher but he was I I everyone remembers of course 2008. His final year, where he pitched like 220 innings, and he was off his ass. Uh, I didn't realize how, how. I didn't remember accurately how good he actually was in 2007 as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was basically he was. the same guy. Just um, got hurt. He didn't make as many starts. Yeah. yeah, he was. But then, of course, AJ Burnett, the guy who was always hurt, and that was the big knock. He was soft, and he was a head case And then he ended up pitching until he just d- didn't want to anymore. Yeah. Uh, he kept going forever, and he was and he was resilient. And he still threw hard great guy under, definitely underappreciated 2006 Blue Jays go to the, I'll go to my grave talking about how under and two, 2008 two two underappreciated squads
1: Was was 06 the year Halliday took the Kevin Mench line drive off the shin or was that another year That was
0: 04 I think mm, Okay I think that was 04 06 they that were really good. good 06 was the 06 was the first BJ Ryan year Yes oh six Yeah cuz Ryan, Ryan and
1: Burnett were the same season of course the same yeah. winter they came over
0: those were the that was the year that um they gave too many starts to yeah, Towers and Shasin, yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah, and that was but that was the year that like uh Reed Johnson was like a five win player that year,
1: yeah, but uh, so but so AJ that's right, but, well, yeah, people love Reed Johnson <laughs> hated, hated when they got rid of him for Shannon Stewart, which was weird but not the worst thing. Uh, but AJ Burnett is is sort of proof, you know, we talk about like you were saying, you know, we talk about guys. You know, you want to stand up. You, you sit up and listen when somebody who's got paid three times uh, starts talking to you. Like, like Burnett is like deeper down that chain is proof of it. He's like, AJ, AJ got paid a lot of money because he fucking listened to Roy Halliday, I'm pretty sure, and that's what that Players uh-huh. Tribune piece said. Like, and he's just living proof of being like, oh yeah. Like, find find somebody who knows what they're doing, see what they're doing, and uh, you know, and and. Take seriously all of that stuff, and that—that's—that's well, that's how you get paid—is by actually, you know, not just leaving yourself to your own devices, but but actually, uh, actually accepting somebody's mentorship, and that's—I uh, <laughs> don't know—that's that, thats that's sort of the way that, that uh, I think informs a lot of what we think about how clubhouses operate though, and, though a lot of people don't talk mm-hmm. about it.
0: I, think, I thought you were going to start quoting uh, Rushmore there. Like, like, take dead aim on the rich <laughs> ones. Like,
1: <laughs> I um, if I was clever, I would one,
0: th- one thing I was thinking uh, when we started to... Before we tangentially got into A.J. Burnett's career earnings, um, <laughs> was the season has been a disappointment. But... There are sick. <laughs> there's a sick silver lining to it, which is they haven't squandered a great year, another great year from Josh Donaldson, which is not a good thing. No. but they're they're at the point now. The team's at the point now where if, even if Donaldson was himself, they wouldn't be that much better off. Frankly, uh, it would probably do them a great. It's going to do them a disservice on the trade dead uh, on the trade market when he's not. Firing on all cylinders wow. and obviously hurt, but, but it's, <laughs> I mean,
1: you're assuming that, that this is going to stay like this forever, and which seems foolish. I think.
0: Well, I just don't think they have enough good players. Well, no, no, I,
1: I, no, I just mean Donaldson. Yeah, no, I don't think that. The, no, Donaldson, this isn't this isn't who he is. Yeah, um, I think, I think, I think if he plays great for two months whoever you know they're renting him they're not worried about next year so whoever mm-hmm. is going to trade for him isn't worried about april and may well but the, but uh, the,
0: sure they aren't but if you are well i mean I, uh, number one you've mentioned it before that if you trade someone earlier mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to offer them an extra well then you'd get three months of donaldson instead of two instead of just august and september you get august september and more of july uh, or if which can make for a more compelling sales pitch. But if you're renting a player, you want to know that he's A, healthy, and B, playing well. Yes. Because the last thing you want to do is is bring him over, and it's like, oh, look, what we brought in this guy, and he was bad, and we missed the playoffs. That's pretty shitty. Um, so maybe that's good. If if they see that, if they see a player who's not, who's not firing on all cylinders, why would you want to bring him in to help your playoff push? Um, unless you have it on authority that he is, in fact, going to bounce back so that's mm-hmm. that it just adds that element of risk increased risk to the to the buyer that maybe if you're the blue jays and you're trying to maximize your payout or maximize the return that's going to hurt you
1: all right so they're going to keep him in qualifying offer him
0: yes sure <laughs> and now he they're going to keep him in qualifying offer him and then he's going to be begging Begging for the JD Martinez contract that we all scoffed at him being able to to get. Yeah, I think so. Um, because uh, the the injuries just start to pile up and they start to get it starts to get scary. For all of our ta- all all the talk about about uh, they got to resign him, they got to resign him, they got to move heaven and earth to keep him in the fold. You start to see him just breaking down, and that's just not fun and not encouraging if you were a team that's looking to shell out a whole big bag of money that he has earned by being one of the best players in baseball over the last 4 years.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I but, I I, th- uh, I think I wrote this about this in either this week's Mailbag or the previous one just like like it, it could be you know, because he's keeping himself on the field, and I think he, you know, has earned that right. And and Gibby, as we like to call him, uh, I think gives him the opportunity to do that. Even though clearly the shoulder's not right, clearly he's not hitting right, and it's like you think about it. And I kind of, I, I think I wrote it down. It's like, what looks better to suitors next year? I mean, I don't think you can fool anybody in this day and age. But what looks, looks better? One hundred and thirty games and maybe a half a half win more, because he. <laughs> because of like you know the four like the, the the forty games he plays in April and May, a half win more at the end of the year than whatever he would get if he had just sat out until this point and played hundred games and then came back as himself, you know it. it, it financially, I think it it, uh, it maybe looks better at the end on him if he's uh, if he's been out there more like like you say people are going to be teams are going to be scared. By the fact that uh, that he can't stay on the field, but I, I maybe that's maybe that's ridiculous because I think teams obviously know that he's been playing hurt, and that's going to concern them. But uh, you know, if you look at a guy who plays 100 games versus a guy who plays 130, even if he was half of himself for a whole bunch of those 130, maybe that looks a little bit better.
0: Well, I I, I don't doubt that that is the mentality that is in within the game. Um, because you just see that repeated so many times that these guys will kill themselves to get back out in the field that there is so much uh within the culture that pride that mm-hmm. that that celebrates the ability to play every day celebrates the ability to be a warrior or whoever whoever you however we want to describe it um everyday players are expected to play every day and to suggest that I'm better if I play 130 or if he suddenly looks as though he's, if he's not putting himself in the lineup, if he's taking himself out of the lineup or he's telling um, the team, if he's telling Gibb, uh, John Gibbons or the Blue Jays, like, I need more time, then that the thing that inevitably happens in baseball, and this is probably a great lie that's been told and perpetuated by owners, is that um, he's all he's not about the team. He's selfish. Mm-hmm. That's a selfish act to... Be more looking ahead to your future earnings rather than how you can help the team win because those other guys are out there and they're all sore, they're all hurt. Everybody has their bumps and bruises, and they would happily take a day off if you offered it to them. But they have a responsibility, and that's why they get paid. That's that is the mindset of the professional baseball player, um, as we as far as we on the outside can understand it. Those are the messages that are pushed our way. So it's tough to it's tough to to say. You know, take an extra two weeks and get better, and then see if you come back. But I mean, that he Josh Johnson came out of the game again on um, was that Tuesday?
1: I he mean, came, all, he, he all had these days. terrible games fucking blend into each other at this point, so I don't know. But it was one of those days. Yeah,
0: he pulled up lame, and that it wasn't a shoulder thing; it was a, the legs thing. I, mean,
1: I think that was Monday. I think it was the afternoon game to start the series. I think he's Oh right. Team. Doesn't really matter because they're all the fucking same. We're just fucking. Well, they lost all three of them, yeah. and
0: and they didn't look good in the process. And and again, that that's what it comes back to to me is that they don't look good because there are players that aren't that, that aren't good enough that are playing a lot. I don't know.
1: Well, it's. I mean, you you see people who are, uh, for whatever reason, a bit uh, a bit angry maybe, for uh, our fans about the the season and stuff. But uh, yes, you're right. I think there's players who are not good enough. I mean, they're playing fucking Gio Urshela at, at, at shortstop, and Russell Martin's a super utility guy now because Luke Maley's BABIP is, is uh, allowing him to get a bunch of time behind the plate, which he probably doesn't actually deserve. Uh, it's it, it will get better when guys like Grichuk, who might be uh, on his way back for this Detroit series, comes back, and Ole Diaz, and you know, guys who <laughs> were not great when they were here. Uh, but what mm-hmm. it really come, what it comes down to is, I mean, if you you could tell if you were told anybody, at, at, you know, before the season, you know, all these guys had volatility in them. All these guys had, you know, you would, you know, maybe Kevin Pilar is going to be good or bad, and he's been good. Maybe Smoke, you know, all these. But if you had said, "Oh yeah, by the way, Josh Donaldson's going to uh, hit below league average, Aaron Sanchez is going to be terrible, Marcus Stroman is going to be terrible, and then hurt," you would probably think. That the Jays were in this position where they pretty much are,
0: mm-hmm. like that is the makings of a bad team. Yeah. If you if you said Aaron Sanchez is going to be uh, have an identity crisis essentially on the mound every night, yeah. and Marcus Stroman is going to be unbelievably bad and then hurt, and obviously those two things are connected. Oh, and and, and, and
1: Roberto Osuna is going to be in fucking jail or whatever.
0: Essentially, yeah, and and yeah, like well, it doesn't even have to get past like the best player is bad because yeah. he's hurt, and the best pitcher. Was bad and now is definitely hurt. And the second best pitcher is a mess. And the other guy that you're relying on who kind didn't get away with smoke and mirrors but had a very fine uh, uh, margin for error has maybe slipped to the other side of that Mm -hmm. right now. Um, That's a bad team. And the bullpen, the dad-strength bullpen, has done its best. And uh, the Jan Jervis Solartes and Curtis Grandersons are, are playing. Uh, they started out playing very well. And and, you know, and uh, Tasker Hernandez um, kind of you know, looking like ni- all, all contributing nicely. You ne- would never ask any more of any of those players. Uh, Justin spoke kind of similar. You know, this is a nice, you know, this is an acceptable season from Justin Smoke. It's not a, he's not it's not but last year. He's fine. Yeah, it's not he's last, not last year. year. But that, but but he he has improved on the baseline for Justin Smoke, which is acceptable and happily I happily will accept that yeah. that uh, that production. But at the same time, you're like, um, you know, Devin Travis was in the minor leagues and now looks a little bit better, and Kendrick Morales was being run out of town on a rail, and now he's hit the ball a little bit better, hitting the ball in the air here and there. Um, but it's just not enough. And when you look at where they are now, what, where there's all these different factors have placed them, they're bad, and they are way behind. They're behind the Rays. They're behind the Tigers in Jeez. the wild card race. Are they really? They're behind the, yeah, they're behind the, because the Tigers won today. They beat the Angels again. And uh, so the Tigers are up on the Jays, the, the A's. The um, Mariners, the uh, the Angels, the aforementioned Angels, and then, of course, the Boston and New York, and, uh, and they're barely, the Jays are barely ahead of the Rangers. The accursed, cursed Rangers are, like, only, two, I think, two and a half games behind where the Jays are, and they're bad, and they're bad. They're, like, getting to the bad on purpose. Stage, mm-hmm. um, so it's just like now you're looking at the same situation where you want to be optimistic about 2018. You want to live in the moment. You want to watch the team that's on the field. You want to enjoy what you see. But there's a there are so many barriers between them and what we would have classed as success for the 2018 season. It looks right now <laughs> this if nothing changes and if the 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 ghoul, the ghoulish asset management. Types get their way. The highlight of the season is going to be the last game of spring training.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Or it's not going to be that last day of spring training. It's going to be the day that the nineteen-year-old DH makes his <laughs> big league his big league
1: debut. Yeah. No, we're at. The, I mean, we're at that. We're at that point, point it's. It's. I think people like. I think I like. I was saying. I think people will look at it as being a flawed roster. And, and it being as an indictment of what the Jays are trying to do, but I just to do like literally everybody before the season would have said, okay, you, you, you think you know what you get from Donaldson, from Stroman, maybe from Sanchez, from Osuna, and Hap, and beyond that, we're not totally sure. And four of those guys have just disappeared and uh that's yeah that's going to the, the, unless unless they all reappear and be something that they haven't been yet this year, which I think they're all capable mm-hmm. of uh, yeah it's uh there's just a finite number of games left you know they have the, a, they, fin- they a have, they finite have to,
0: number of games and, and, two and, two and, uh, and a long list of teams that uh, that are
1: that are ahead of them. Yeah, I, honestly, that part that, that I at this point of the season doesn't concern me as much as the fact that they're fucking bad. Yeah. Well, it has to
0: improve. It has to. That is going to inform the kinds of conversations that happen within the front office, where if it's okay, the first wild card spot is way out of way out of reach, which it was on opening day, essentially. But and then all the conversations that we've had a hundred times: okay, are they better than the Mariners? Are they better than the Angels? Are they better than the Twins? Um, a bunch of those questions have more or less been answered and as it stands right now they're not better than the angels not better than the banners they're probably not better than the athletics and somehow they're not better than the, the than the rays and they're definitely better than the tigers but like that's you can't go on that you have to start to make considerations for improving the 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 next Building the next great oh, Blue yeah. Jays team because uh, it has to be great, yeah. and that's the other thing we're seeing that it's so top heavy in the American League in particular that it, the next good Blue Jays team has to be a great Blue Jays team. Otherwise, it's going to be like Grant uh, Brisby said today, where uh, it's either they win between seventy six and eighty six games every year, or, or and then off we go into the ether. Mm-hmm. Um, the, they, that's not why. I don't think that's why that Mark Shapiro came to Toronto to win eighty six games and. Make money for Rogers. I mean, we joke about that. We joke about the corporate nature of the ownership, but they're trying to build a winner, right?
1: Well, Shapiro is. I don't. I mean, this is this is a thing that I you know that hasn't been published yet, but should be up on Friday morning for the Athletic that I wrote about about the relationship between Rogers and the Jays in this new era, which is you know, in addition to there being problems with the division and, and echoes of. of Previous era that was not so great uh, on the field. I think at the at, at the at the boardroom level is a it's a problem too. I think you know Grant, uh, what Grant was writing is, is uh, I, I think I hope the piece that I have is going to complement that. But in a, but, but that just means, <laughs> that just means it's going to be a little bit grim uh, because you know they they seem to think that the the renovations and the ability to extract revenue is super essential to uh to their ability to compete you know and it's just a it's funny because i mean that would be that'd be one thing if those were already in progress and they say the right things but uh we're sort of in this period where we're waiting for rogers to give the team a gift that is really enormous and that isn't necessarily a priority for rogers who you know this isn't their core business. They're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. They're talking about, you know, wireless infrastructure that they're that they're working on right now is sort of a company priority, which they're cutting other places to to be able to pay for catching up to Bell and to Telus in terms of their wireless infrastructure because they've lagged under Guy Lawrence there. Uh, if they're doing something like that for their core business, this is basically I'm giving away the the store a little bit on the the beast. Forty percent <laughs> off
0: the athletic this week, by the
1: way. <laughs> well, maybe I, maybe I won't get this up in time, so who knows? Who knows? Uh, but no, it, it's uh, it is it is reminiscent of that era, and we have the fucking prospect like the to end all prospects, which is which is a. a, a makes it a very different situation and we have a second wild card, which makes it a very different situation. But, uh, but it's just, it's, it's very difficult and fans sometimes don't see it, but it's very difficult for Rogers to being a publicly traded company, move a bunch of expenses into the Blue Jays column because that has to, you know, those expenses either show, you know, you have to move that money somewhere, you know, you have to, you have to show that loss and you know, you know, when you're Rogers, even though the media division is a, a pretty small fraction of what they really do, uh, that all counts, and they're all cognizant of it, and they're all thinking about uh, how these things affect their share price, and and their, and, and all that stuff that I really don't, I'm <laughs> not fluent in speaking, but it's it, it's something that is, you know, fans see Rogers and see the wealth and see the money that the company has, and think, okay, this should be easy. Uh, when really uh, because of the nature of the business as a publicly traded company, it makes it really fucking difficult for them to just be like, "Okay, here's three hundred million dollars blue jays. we're just going to mm-hmm. list that we're gonna report that as a as an, as expenses that like three hundred million dollars is a big fucking dent, and they that's why they're taking it very seriously and thinking about the timing mm-hmm. and thinking about how it you know folds in with what they want to really do in their core business which is wireless um, and it sort of puts his Blue Jays in a position where and this is what I say in the fucking piece uh, you know by the time the JP Ricciardi left he was talking about they need money they need money to be able to compete in the AL East they, that you know he'd come in and, and thought that he could do it on a budget and that sort of evaporated in the in the sort of first generation of, of post moneyball teams and uh and for a long time, we sort of waited on a waiting and waiting on a gift from Rogers and, and Anthopolis, uh at Vista. To their credit, did uh, did a very good job of you know sort of just. just uh, I want to just not paying it forward, but like, but like just uh, uh, they kept you know trading and trading and trading and trading and pushing off the inevitable mm. thing that we're seeing right now. Uh, which is what Shapiro was dealing with and, and unfortunately gets sort of saddled with a little bit. Uh, you know, it was obviously great at the time. And, uh, and, and, and I thought Boys and Beeson did a great job in terms of being able to bring the team to a level where it was a playoff team, though some of it was like horseshoe up their ass shit, finding Edwin and Bautista, fleecing Billy Bean for Donaldson, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it is... it is a. You know, when you really start to think about these sorts of things, it's a it is a position that the team is in that feels a little too much like the bad old days. And you know, there's Vlad and there's Dave Dombrowski, who's probably going to fuck up the Red Sox because that's he's a you know that's what he does. He's, he's going to bloat them up until their fucking corpse fucking rises up from the fucking bottom of the river, but. Uh, but well, that's still a long that's still a long way off, right? I mean, it's it it, uh-huh. it it could be it could be difficult, and with no playoff revenue now for two years, with the Jays very clearly needing to uh, make their own revenue and not have not you know they're not they're not getting gifts from Rogers. You know, they're not getting. Sportsnet isn't going to pay more for the Blue Jays, which will add to their expenses. So that the Blue Jays can turn around and give that money to sell, to players, which will add to their expenses because that throws the fucking balance sheet out of whack. So the internal, well, yeah. the internal, the way that it all works is 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 limiting, and requires. And this is, I think, why Shapiro and Atkins and you know have, so Shapiro in particular believes that the renovation is necessary because they have to drive revenue in other ways because they're just, uh, they are limited in what they can get from Rogers. And, uh, and with, you know, so I think that the, the renovation and their ability to make it, it uh, the building a, a real driver of revenue, uh, probably really does, uh, uh probably w- will decide the nature of the next, you know, 10 fucking years of the, this club.
0: For the longest time we heard that it it's a rounding error that was the thing it's a rounding error for Rogers which was gen which was the conversation that was had around payroll it's mm-hmm. a rounding error they can add payroll they don't they don't compete with the with the Yankees and the Red Sox on payroll it's a rounding error but when we start to talk about this humongous expenditure on the stadium, which is done uh, stadium renovation because mm-hmm. the, the, a new stadium is just not going to happen because that's a billion dollars essentially. But, um, it's, we're, we're, outside of the rounding error realm now yes. where, uh, as you said, they have to be able to, to, to sing for their own supper, so to speak. They have to be able to, to provide their own revenue. And, and as the team, as the team, uh, uh looks to, to maximize the building, um, it, that's that's a one that that stream is 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 separate from the payroll stream where you know and I think in a lot of ways the payroll is is what it is like you you especially in, in the way that that free agent dollars are spent now you can't spend the Blue Jays as currently constructed or as would be constructed twenty nineteen twenty twenty you can't throw money at it in in a, in, a, in an infinite way and and get them to be where they need to be. Like, there's just not that, they don't have, I mean, in this offseason, or if if it's, sure, if if you really think that they could sign, they could get Clayton Kershaw, no, Clayton Kershaw's not going anywhere, he's throwing 89 miles an hour today, uh, if you think that they could, they are going to sign Bryce Harper, sign Manny Machado, and uh, I don't know, whoever, whoever else is the other big free agent, not, not Kershaw again, because he's not going to go, but is that team suddenly good enough to compete with that extra hundred million dollars, or eighty million dollars, or seventy million dollars between those two guys alone? Uh, I don't know. That's right. But that's that's a that's a tough sell for anybody that we're gonna you're gonna increase the you're gonna increase the. Um, Increase the payroll by sixty percent or something like something crazy like that. I don't know. It's just it's not a rounding error anymore, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That it's no. that, that for, for, for at the risk of carrying water for the for the ownership, which nobody wants to hear us do,
1: they've
0: uh, kind of held up their end of the bargain.
1: Right to the to the extent that they are capable as a pathological corporate <laughs> publicly traded entity, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, one hundred and sixty million dollar payroll, one hundred sixty three, one hundred sixty two. The last couple of years, that's that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't. They they just they can't well, I mean, <laughs> they, they can't commit to, they can't commit to winning in the in a way that that a, a, a private company could.
0: We we can joke about about. I mean, we you can't just hand wave away the fact that it is publicly traded frankly mm-hmm. so i mean you can't be you know picture down in the future you know e- eating cold beans with a stick with your grandkids and be like grandpa what happened to your retirement fund and you're like ah oh, prince fielder god damn it like <laughs>
1: <laughs> right
0: but like it, it's not that that's reality but it, it, there are a lot more shareholders than there are baseball fans and even though the people who own the shares that's a whole other discussion that you and I are game for, but I don't think it's exactly what everybody no, is, is, not. is tuned into. But we we should get all get off of that. We should bring it back to try to bring it back back to baseball, or we can talk about LeBron, uh, who's doing some wonderful things in the <laughs> <game>, basketball <laughs> game. That's going on in the background,
1: like not uh, not murdering his teammate who, who ran out the clock on that one. There,
0: they're not making good decisions. They are the <laughs> Cavaliers, um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So I guess it does. So since we're counting Roger's money, we should now move into the next part, the next the great passion of Roger's money counters the, today is the fate of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen with him? So the date that everyone was told to look for by uh, Ken Rosenthal of the Athletic, uh, 40% off this week. Uh I don't know what the what the bonus code is, but it's out there. It's um He said that June first June is the day to watch. Now, whether or not that means that Vlad would move to AAA at some point, uh, again, there's also the belief that maybe they want to keep some of these guys together. Um, uh, sure, I guess, but uh, I they've, they've, as of yet, nothing has changed.
1: Yeah, hmm? I, I, I don't know if it was shy today or somebody today wrote, about, you know, uh, John Schneider is the manager, double A in New Hampshire, rising star in the organization. They said, you know, he was in. in uh, Eden last year they really see you know they obviously are are, are keeping a, that group a little bit with that manager um, you know I'm not here to make excuses for why they're not calling him up and trying to take you know steal money from him basically but uh, yeah uh, but you know were he a more usual prospect where were you we talking about you know why they haven't called up it had where he you know uh Maybe that's part of the the thing that they like the, the they like the environment they like the the manager they like the way that they talked about like Gil Kim has talked about uh, the way that the, they're getting work in and uh, or maybe it was Charrington it doesn't really matter that The the way that they the things have just they like him being there which mm-hmm. is honestly were it not absurd you know the way that he's been hitting it would almost make sense you know I I you can understand wanting the, to the players to stay together wanting them to keep working on the defense at a lesser level wanting mm-hmm. to stay away from uh you know the negative the negative atmosphere in buffalo fucking you know dalton pompey getting hurt and you know <laughs> being pissed off that he's not in the big leagues and whoever else is pissed off that they're not in the big leagues you know fucking mm-hmm. danny barnes getting optioned for no reason except that he had an option and uh that's an environment that teams sometimes don't Still want
0: Still mad their... about
1: that. Still <laughs> mad about <laughs> Rightly so. But, so you know, teams sometimes don't want their best players there. But the thing with the Vlad situation, though, obviously, is that it just all looks like a pretext to keep him that much farther from the big leagues because they would really love to be able to keep him away from the big leagues until the middle of next April. Uh,
0: I heard uh, Stephen Brunt today talking, uh, making similar points to the ones you made, that the... But... The Blue Jays have a, obviously have an enormous amount wrapped up in flat. Um, he's the in a, in many inevitable ways he's the future of the franchise, mm-hmm. uh, and as he goes, so will go the team as much as one defensively limited player can can do. Uh, Bichette, I think, is and and Brunt said this as much too that, that Bichette is not dissimilar. That that they need him to be a star. That was the word that. Uh, that was the word that that brought and Blair used on the radio, that they need him to be a star. Kevin, Biggio, Kevin, Kevin. I don't know. I think his name is probably spelled with a C because his dad's name is spelled with a C. But uh, Kevin Biggio, um, maybe he's he's probably not that. And while he is part of that cohort in terms of being an a, a ex-player's kid and in AA and a guy who's raking right now, his age and everything is we're probably more likely to see him come along ahead of the rest of them, where he's the kind of guy that maybe they would skip through AAA and bring him up to the big leagues just to see what he can do, um, but I, I I do believe that, especially given the ages of Bichette and uh, and Guerrero, that they are they're likely to stick together and maybe likely to to stick it out at uh, stick it out at, at AA for the duration. I don't Jesus. know it that, is, that I, can't, I can't pretend to know to know that
1: it would be weird. But it would be weird. But I mean they're they're dragging their heels long enough that uh, you know that season. Ends a month earlier, so they, mm. it's still a long ways off. But maybe they could use the defense as an excuse. I don't know, but I think you're right about Pichio. Pichio is an interesting guy because he, you know, he has those bloodlines, but nobody really thought of him as a prospect until he started showing this power that he's shown so far this year, which is, which makes him, you know, interesting. But yeah, he's. I, I keep seeing people on on the Twitter. You know, sort of lumping them together, and I think you know, I think Eamon wrote a piece worth lumping them together, and obviously he's going to get noticed for that. But I, you know, I'm still, I mean, what? A, I, I'm not fucking out there watching them every day. I don't fucking know, but I'm still kind of like, all right, let's maybe not, let's maybe not like put him in their category, because he's had, he's been good for two months with this different uh, different approach and these changes that he's made <laughs> over the off season. I want to believe in them. They've been you know they've been effective and they've been good changes, but. Uh, I don't know if I'd put it you know, be, be like that. I mean, Danny Jansen's been interesting. That's, uh, that, that's a prospect that intrigues me perhaps a little more. He's been really good in Buffalo. But, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, th-
0: I feel like he – I mean, he again, he's not in the same class. He's not a budding superstar upon which the hopes and dreams of an entire nation rest. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's probably the guy that we, will, we would see next, especially since Russell Martin is the everyday uh, utility <laughs> player now. Apparently. So if they're going to free Russell Martin out from behind the plate – and then they could bring Jansen up, and then he and he and Mealy can take care of the catching duties. And then Russell Martin will play third base, and he'll play some center field and shortstop
1: and yeah, second base. I, I think. I mean, I think that'll change when Diaz comes back because I, I think they felt okay about Diaz, even though he was terrible. We, talk, oh, we think, talked about this last time. He, I think he hit the ball kind of hard and didn't get the results he deserved. And played okay defense.
0: So it's interesting to hear you mention that about Singleton. You said the manager in Double A, who's they have him on the radio and stuff from time to time. Now uh,
1: Schneider, um, I think it could be Singleton. Schneider,
0: sorry, know. Schneider. Whatever you said, I wasn't paying that much attention. I'm I'm not one of those
1: guys,
0: yeah. I'm watching LeBron, um, but I'm watching LeBron's fucking teammates. Jesus Christ! Incredible. Poor J.R. Smith.
1: <laughs> Just,
0: he, <laughs> poor J.R. Smith. He's always J.R. Smith. John Gibbons is a is a miracle and he's a wonder and he's a guy that everyone loves to love um but there's going to become a time when he's not going to be the manager of the blue jays anymore Mm -hmm. and if the blue jays are bad this year it's not difficult i mean does he have another year after this one he signed a two-year extension correct was that maybe at the end of last year before last year
1: i honest i honestly don't know i i think they don't usually let guys go into their lame duck here so i'm going to say that he probably has another year Sure. Anthopoulos obviously had him doing the rolling contract, where it just renewed mm-hmm. automatically on, on New Year's Day or
0: something. Let us let us just assume then that Schneider or Singleton or Schneiderman, whatever his name is, he will become the Blue, next Blue Jays manager. Attached, he's he's another another uh, another train on the Vlad Guerrero tra- uh, another car on the Vlad Guerrero train. Um, so right now, John Gibbons is doing some interesting things, and I have a theory that the reason that Gibbons the Gibbons has played Martin at, in in left in as short as a fuck you to the front office. That, <laughs> right. That's my belief, and I don't.
1: It wouldn't surprise me.
0: I don't think not a fuck you, but like, a, look, what do you want? What do you want for me to do? What do you What do you got me got? What do you got for? Me? I'm not. I can't play. solo Slarte's not a shortstop. Rochelle not a shortstop. I can't play these guys here. The fuck catcher's going there, and then he looks around. And he's like, he. I got. They had already said Pompey down. I was convinced that Pompey was up, but like. Smith, you want me to play Dwight Smith? No, I'm going to put Martin. And Martin can't hit anymore. I'd like that, there be no doubt he's he's cooked. But uh, put him everywhere. <laughs> put him I, everywhere because you're, you're like, look, you guys, I'm trying to win ball games here, and then this is what you are giving me. You're giving me my catcher as, as my utility player.
1: It's not a bad Garbage. theory. It's not a bad theory. I'm not going to lie. Die with uh, the boots on, Gibby. <laughs> he, I mean. There is a there is a pretty good player in uh, in New Hampshire that they're not giving Gibby. You could well. I mean,
0: Marcus Stroman was going on about those two guys in spring training, being like they could help us now. Yeah, they could do this. Well, I don't know, but uh, so but uh, no, it it does, it
1: does seem like it's uh, the tone has changed a little bit. I think I think people noticed. You know, he, he didn't want to talk about the defense the other night, and obviously it's frustrating, and obviously. You know, maybe that has something to do with with that sort of stuff, but yeah, it, it is. It has felt a little different. It's felt maybe. I mean, I say felt, like, you know, just from just from reading tweets and shit. I don't, I you know, obviously have no fucking idea. Um, but obviously, it is at a point where teams. You know, if we if we weren't just if it was another manager on another team and we were looking at this situation, we'd be like, okay, well, maybe this front office is eventually going to bring in their own guy, and they sure have a big window to do it because this whole Mm. you know the rest of the season is is going to be what it is. Um, and yeah, I think everybody likes Gibby, but uh, I think also people wonder about like you say with the with the Schneider being a rising star or whatever. I don't even remember who the fuck wrote that, so. Hopefully it was someone who, <laughs> who had a clue I think it was but uh, you know it, it is give me a veterans manager and you maybe don't want him on the team you know running a team full of young guys maybe he doesn't want to be there uh, I mean it's all it's all speculation obviously but uh, but wants if he has
0: he's, got, he's <laughs> like I gotta pass ce I'm gonna pass cedo
1: <laughs> but for, I, but but for the first time since in his second tenure here the the other times where it's been like he's on the hot seat it, it's kind of been like okay you people are inventing a story and maybe you know we're kind of doing that here but it we're at the point where it wouldn't surprise me and I don't know that I would be nearly as outraged because it's just it's such a transition period and it's going to be such a a, a different thing going forward and and the front office was good to him, keeping him around and, and, and seemed to develop a rapport with him and a, a relationship and, and things seemed to be good. But, you know, maybe if there's going to be a bunch of turnover, there's going to be a bunch of kids coming up. Uh, you know, it, it, it wouldn't I, I don't think it would it, it wouldn't be wrong of the front office to be like, OK, let's let's put people in this place in place that we uh, that we think are going to work best for them. And maybe that doesn't necessarily give me.
0: Well, yeah.
1: I, I I don't want to see it happen, but I'm just saying it would it would be more understandable now than, or you know, at some point between now and the end of the season that I, I think it would have been at any point uh, over the last couple of years for sure.
0: I think you got to let him finish the year at the very least, but
1: uh, I would yeah uh, I would hope so. yeah I would hope so I would hope so. I, I, I have to. I, I say this with no yeah well, like what are you no. doing? You're fighting the manager because so so that you can fucking get back in the race. I mean that's. Like he's a, he's clearly not the problem, but it just it just feels like it's such a turn the page year. If you're coming if you're coming to you know North next season with no Donaldson with you know no any of the fuck anybody and you're coming North with Guerrero and a young team that maybe that you're uh, you're looking in a different direction there just to just to start afresh.
0: That's exciting. What an exciting way to finish the podcast. <laughs> oh, M goodness. Yeah. Everything is, uh, I use the word grim at work today. And uh, the colleague and I, we got kind of laughing about what a good word grim is, but this uh, is, this has turned a little grim.
1: I do like, grim.
0: uh, what do you want us to... Do? I guess the question is, what else can we say? Well, how can we come on here and be like, everything is going to be great. They're going to turn it around in June. Marcus Stroman's going to come back being better than ever. Aaron Sanchez is going to figure it out. All those things are can absolutely happen. Um, and we still have uh, the rest of the Roberto Osuna stuff to come to light before this year is out. That's fun. Get excited. Uh, this is the part where we mentioned that, of course, we're powered by patrons. So if you want to pay for this, uh, patreon.com slash birds all day kick us a couple bucks a month get us uh, living in the style to which keep us living uh, in the style to which we have grown accustomed um, it means the world and we also do of course our super bed, which is Patreon exclusive content uh, so keep your eye out for those uh, and of course uh, iTunes soundcloud.com slash birds all day that's where you find us facebook.com slash birds all day we're there you can follow Stoughton uh, on on Twitter and of course on The Athletic uh, on The Athletic app you can follow him as a writer and you can uh, listen to birds all day through that app too which is exciting I, 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 if you do that if you found us through The Athletic sh- give us a shout, let us know let them know that that's uh, let me know how, that's how you found us, that would be great to know and to hear about uh, I don't know, anything else, you got anything else, any housekeeping type of stuff to, to share with the world
1: no, not really
0: no? no. Grim
1: Little grim, a little bit of a grim one.
0: Well, just yeah, they still got to trade half the team, and then uh, <laughs> but, and then start and then start calling up all the shitty players.
1: I don't know. Maybe June will turn around. It can't be worse. There are it pretty much can't be worse.
0: It would be really good. To, I mean, I, at the risk of, I want to see Josh Allison finish the season strong. If it's in Toronto or if somewhere else, I'd like to see him. If this is his final year as a Blue Jay, I'd like to see him resume being Josh Donaldson. Give us all a treat. Obviously, Aaron Sanchez is huge for the future of the team. Um, he has, you know, He's not going to be a free agent for a few years yet. Uh, Stroman, of course, the shoulders are scary. Those are the things that I'm watching for. Uh, and then it would be really great to see what can come of this sort of clutch of outfielders that are all around. Because once Pierce and Granderson have um, been moved on, if, assuming that's going to happen... Then we're still back with, you know, uh, I'd like to see if you can get something out of Dwight Smith uh, Jr. Uh, Anthony Alford, Pompey, eh, uh, you know, obviously T. Oscar Hansen. and then Randall Gritchick, of course. Randall Gritchick is, is, a, is quite the uh, wild card for this year and next year as well, being such a young player. A guy that there was some questions about, and none of those questions have been answered. Or perhaps, <laughs> depending on your perspective, all of those questions have been answered. Yeah. But uh, there's still a lot to watch, a lot to root for, a lot to uh, to uh, keep your eye on. And uh, and again, crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened than a team coalescing and gelling um, through the summer as the after the um, you know the, the nice April and the rocky May. You never know. But it's, it's one of those. You know, plan for the worst and hope for the best.
1: Wasn't that nice? Grim. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, at least we get to watch LeBron. Uh, so, for Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Fair. Service. We will. Uh, we'll talk to you next time on what can't be at any darker edition of Birds All Day.